focusing on an emerging generation of kings. So quickly, before we go into a time of exhortation and prayer, today is so important, um, I'm going to be answering a couple of questions. But first of all, we have to acknowledge the fact that this series has been so deep, so incisive, so insightful, so transformational, so epic. And what we wanted to do is to go beyond the excitement and the thrill and the tears that some of us have shared in the process and the uh, resolutions and all of that. We want to go beyond all of that to finding practical action points, right? So today's services are dedicated to helping you find practical action points, taking steps, making the shift in your life, um, moving beyond, you know, uh, verbal nuances or expressions rather to, okay, this is what I'm going to begin to do differently. This, uh, you know, this are the measures I'm putting in place. I'm putting a filter mechanism on my internet service provider so I don't have to watch porn or I'm cutting off ties, no more slipovers. I'm cutting off ties with that person I'm in an illicit relationship with and the like. We want to get really practical, want to move beyond textbook and you know theological postulations to how will the holy spirit transform my heart and my life as a result of my response to this uh instructions from god now before we go into all of that i want to take some time to read a couple of bible verses and to answer some of the questions that some of you submitted a long time ago. Now, some of them have already been answered in a message or the other, but there are some of them that need um, more incisive or more definite responses. So I'm going to start off. Let's read. Pick your Bibles right now, right now, right now. Of course, media can project on the screen because I am on the screen. Okay, and you don't want to screen me off the screen. <laughs> All right, let's go real quick. Pick your Bibles. Pick, 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 pick your Bibles. Let's go to First Corinthians chapter six. First Corinthians chapter six. All right, now see what it says from verse twelve. All things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. So somebody say lawful but not helpful. In other words, I'm permitted to do many things, right? I'm not under bondage, but not everything I can do is helpful. So I have a choice of sequences, but I don't have a choice of consequences. In other words, I can choose what my sequences are, but the consequences for those sequences will happen regardless of my choice. So if I choose bad, Bad has its consequences. If I choose the right things, the right things have their own consequences. Paul says, all things are lovely for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Then it said, foods for the stomach and stomach for foods, but God will destroy both it and them, both the stomach and the foods. Now the body, now take note of this, now the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. Do you not know that your members are? Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? Certainly not. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a harlot is one body with her? For the two, he says, shall become one flesh. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. 
flee sexual immorality. And he explains why. Because every sin that a man does is outside the body, but he will commit sexual immorality, uh, immorality, sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? If you meditate on this passage, if you reflect on it, if you open up your heart to the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, you know, help me, walk with me, uh, guide me, support me, talk me through this. Many of those questions you have will not only be answered, but you'll be empowered to live within the context and the confines of God's perfect plan for your sexuality. But let's go real quick to some of those questions. Now, one question here says, what is your view, then a person put in bracket, the Bible's view, on anything that goes on sexually within a marriage as long as there's consent between both spouses? It says these are only sexual acts involving uh, both spouses. I'm not talking about threesomes. So what I think the person is asking is, um, is there any kind of uh, sexual engagement or any kind of sexual performance that is against um, the will of God in marriage. <laughs> now, to answer that question, let's read Hebrews. Let's read Hebrews uh, chapter 13 and verse 4. And I think I'll pick up a couple of verses here. Hebrews 13, or translations here. Hebrews 13 verse 4. says, marriage is honorable among all, and the bed undefiled, but fornicators and adulterers, God will judge. Now, let's read a couple uh, of simpler translations, if you will. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse, sorry, Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 4. Now, the Amplified says, marriage is to be held in honor among all that is regarded as something of great value. And the marriage bed undefiled by immorality or by any sexual sin for God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous. Now let's go real quick to what the message Bible says. The message Bible says honor marriage and guard the sacredness of sexual intimacy between wife and husband. It said God draws a firm line against casual and illicit sex. Let's go to the final one, TPT. Follow this, TPT. Honor the sanctity of marriage and keep your vows of purity to one another for God will judge sexual immorality in any form, whether single or married. So here is the deal here. There are two words I wanted to observe that God is emphasizing even in a marriage relationship. Number one is speaking about honor. That's the first in honor. And number two is talking about sacredness or sanctity of the intimacy. So yes, in marriage, there are many things that you can do. <laughs> there are many expressions that you can engage. There are many um, things. <laughs> I don't want to guess the deep today, right? That you can engage in. But you must ask yourself the question, does this deal with honor? Is this honorable? Do both parties find it honorable, right? Does God consider it honorable? So for example, if you're bringing a dog or a pet into your marriage relationship, do you think God finds it honorable? Now, one of the questions somebody might be asking is about uh, oral sex. And by oral sex, not just talking about sex, we're talking about, mm, hmm, <laughs> yeah. Um, if both parties consent and they find it honorable, honorable, sanctity, 
Thank yeah, honorable, <laughs> right? So those are the two keywords. Ask, is there honor here? And then is the sacredness and the sanctity of the relationship or of that experience, um, is it preserved? Yeah, is it preserved? Now, many cases, when you begin to look at third parties, that's a no-no. When you begin to look at... Um, certain introductions so for example let's use people get on steroids or begin to inject themselves right just to get a, a high to get a high same for my introduce certain substances substances in their sexual performances and that is beginning to tamper with the temple of god with with the body which belongs to god i hope that answers that question i have to run because i, I hope to answer two or three other questions now there's another one here that says uh, well there's another question that's very similar to that is there any biblical reference to other forms of sexual acts besides just intercourse are they okay to engage in with your spouse all right i think i've already answered that let me give you another example of what i believe is not honorable um when the entry or when the entry is being used or when the exit is being used as the entry so in that case talking about anal sex i don't think that it's honorable right that passage was created for the release of waste substance not the insertion of waste uh resources w-a-i-s-t all right <laughs> all right now let's go um I've already answered this one. It says, is sex physical, emotional, or spiritual? And then another question says, I've heard countless times how sex is a spiritual act. Would you be so kind as to explain how sex contributes to us spiritually? And I think I already described that. You might want to look at that in uh, one of the earlier messages where, where I spoke about what some people call soul ties and associations as a result of sex. Now, in the scripture I read earlier, First Corinthians 6, when you go all the way to about verse 15 to 19, then it begins to explain to you, right, that two shall become one. Every sin that a man commits outside of the body, but who will commit sexual immorality commits a sin against his body. No, you know that your, temp your body's temple of the Holy Spirit is that the body belongs to the Lord. The Lord is the possessor of the body. Now it says the body, this physical body is the temple of the Holy Spirit which means that there is a spiritual component to the body, that the body is not just a body, 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 and only if you feel my body, right? Um, the body has spiritual implications. This is the reason, even after the resurrection of the dead, the body is going to be resurrected. After Jesus returns, it's going to be the resurrection of the dead. So there are spiritual connotations to even your physical body, right? So we explain it this way. That if something that happens between one body, another body can create another body and that other body that is produced then has a spirit and a soul. Then through a physical connection or relationship between a man and a woman, there are a lot of emotional, mental and spiritual implications and ties. And I believe that answers those questions. Um, all right. Final one in this video the Bible says that we should go. <laughs> the Bible says we should go for the multiply. Some people think the family plan is sinful. That is pulling out. That's what the person said. Pulling out. You know what that is. It's sinful because uh, for men, you pour your sperm on the ground as Onan did with Tamar. What would you say 
about this this is a very important one so to answer this question let's go real quick to genesis 38 1 to 10 i'll just cite a couple of verses there it's basically a story about how it came to pass at the time that judah departed from his brothers and visited a certain adulamite whose name was hira and judah saw there a daughter of a certain canaanite whose name was shua and he married her and went into her so she conceived and bore a son and he called his name Ur. she conceived again and bore a son and she called his name odin and she conceived yet again and bore a son and called his name Sheila. He was at Kezeb when she bore him. Then Judah took a wife for her, his firstborn, and her name was Tamar. But Er, Judah's firstborn, was weak inside of the Lord, and the Lord killed him. And Judah said to Onan, Go into your brother's wife, marry her, right? Raise up a child. But Onan knew that the heir would not be his. So check this out. This was the issue now. Onan wanted to take possession of the child. Now, according to the, the tradition, if somebody died, if the brother died, right, um, then a sibling can go into the brother's wife to give that person a child so that his name can continue. The lineage of the brother can continue. But Onan did not want that. So what did he do? Every time he went and he would withdraw. Now, this is not a blanket statement to say that God does not want family planning or that God is against withdrawal. What God judged in this place, the Bible says that this thing displeased the Lord and you know God took his life. What God was against in this place was the selfishness of Onan. So Onan wanted the pleasure of sexual intimacy without the responsibility of reproduction. He just wanted to enter the place, do his business, and then take the seed or the substance out of it. Which, of course, is very akin to what happens when people masturbate, which means that you want the pleasure without the responsibility. You want uh, the tickling, tingling sensation without the ties, right? And that's what God is against. God wants everything to be a total package. He doesn't want you to cop out, <laughs> right? So family planning, please plan properly. There are all kinds of things that we can use, coils, uh, medication, um, withdrawal, uh, withdrawal method, uh, condoms and contraceptives. You yeah? consult your doctor, gynecologist, and you will be well sorted out. All right, listen, gentlemen. I hope that that helped somebody. Generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org. And send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing. Someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.